Shawty, what's all with y'all? Oh, hi. Coming to say you're lucky, fine. We got to cutting it off. It she know about the kid and fuck on my line. I'ma keep it up all with y'all. But Shawty, I'm trying to make you mine. Don't make it too easy, I wanna try. She looking too good, can't let it go by. Oh, yeah. Think I won the lotto. This slow mulatto. She could be a model. She wanna show me some. Think I won the lotto. Jordan, we did it. No intro. I'm too excited. They did it. They're winning in seven. They're winning in seven. The 04 socks all over again, dude. I wore my Red Sox shirt to the game with you, buddy. <laughs> to the game? Did were we at the game? I didn't realize. No, we, we went. We went. No, we went to your house to watch the game, and I wore my Red Sox shirt there because 04 Red Sox, baby. Even though we were only two for that one, still counts. No, we were down three for that. No, I meant we were two years old. Oh, okay. yeah, we. I don't remember that at all, but all the stories seem awesome. So yeah, it think, seems like it yeah. was a fun ride. <laughs> I um, think we're good, dude. I think we're there. Yeah. All right. So for those of you that aren't aware, the Celtics saved themselves from the brink of defeat. They win one sixteen to ninety nine against the Miami Heat in Game Four, saving themselves from elimination. And now there will be a Game Five on Thursday in the Boston Garden. That has not been a good spot for us recently, but if we bring some intensity fan-wise, I don't know. I just have a weird feeling about this team right now. What are you feeling? Uh, Well, that was a dominant win. That was not like we just scraped by and the Heat had an off night or something. We played really, really good this this game. We had a kind of up-and-down first half, didn't play our best basketball, but that third quarter and through the fourth, that was – the Celtics that we know and love and that we are going to need if we're going to want to make any sort of comeback. In reality, I think we win. Uh, what's it going to be? Game, game five. I think we win game five, but I don't think we win in Miami. I don't think we push it to seven. I don't think we win the series in all likelihood, but I do think this this game is kind of um, – a big one in terms of Joe Missoula's future, in terms of the chorus future that we've spoken about um, on our last pod. Like, if we win the next game, I think it becomes a lot harder harder to replace Joe Missoula or to make any significant trades. I agree on the Missoula part, not not necessarily the trades part, but the Missoula part for sure. I agree with. I think this game he got himself pretty close to saving his job. I believe now that. Maybe what's more likely to happen is that they hire a really good assistant coaching staff and really bolster the roster. They were talking about it today on either the Bill Simmons podcast or the Off the Pike podcast with Brian Barry. I forget. But they were saying that um, Steve Nash was successful. The series that me and Butsy don't, or that you and I don't remember, my dad also doesn't remember. We talked, I just was talking about it with him like moments ago when the Celtics in 2020, 2021 lost to the Nets in the playoffs, 4-1. I don't remember that series whatsoever. I, I know I watched it. I just don't remember it. But anyways, that series was the one year that the Nets were good under Steve Nash. And the reason they were good is because they had Ime as an assistant, and then they had another assistant. I'm, for, I'm forgetting his name. But they were looking as that, at that uh, way of doing things sort of as a model for what you could do with Joe Missoula's. Bring in Steven Silas, really filter like bolster up the assistant coaching staff and just the coaching staff in general and make it so that way, you know, he has all the resources that he needs 
this was not a great coaching game from Missoula. I mean, there was moments in there when I believe Abby Chin had the tweet where Marcus Smart sat on the coach's seat and started taking over during a timeout. I like that he was yelling at the team today which, or yesterday, which was good to watch. He almost lost us the game by taking Tatum out, though, which I know you noticed. And he didn't start Rob, which also hurt us. Um, we'll start with the taking Tatum out thing. What was what was up with that? I mean, it, that's just another one of these uh, rookie coach decisions that you just shake your head at and you don't understand and you, you can't really explain. He sat for too long. Um, and I think it's a telltale sign when the other team has their star player in who is significantly older than your team star player and you don't and you're trying to rest your guy. I think that should tell you immediately that he should be in the game. But I I don't know. I loved overall how we played yesterday. I think the defense was a huge reason why we won this game. I think it was the reason we won this game, actually. Um, we looked a lot more like last year's team where our defense kind of allowed us to get out, get out in transition, allowed some of our guys to get into a flow like Tatum to see the ball go down a couple times. And that translated into our half court offense. I think I just, I'm not sure if this defense performance was coaching. I don't know if this was the heat maybe being overzealous or if this was the Celtics players just taking initiative and putting forth more effort, but this whole defensive performance in the second half we caused i think 11 turnovers um we caused five turnovers in the third quarter alone so i i don't know i loved what i saw defensively and i just i am praying that that keeps up because if it does then we actually will have a shot in each one of these games however long it goes for sure the defense was really really solid the other the only thing that really drove me crazy we forced miami by the way to have 15 turnovers we had 10 ourselves the only thing that really drove me crazy and drove us crazy as a whole, because we were obviously watching together, was the constant switching on. They were allowing that Derek White switch to happen yeah. pretty regularly, and that was driving us all insane because that's what Jimmy wants, and they continue to hunt that switch, except for last night, Jimmy wasn't necessarily... I mean, he had 29, but it didn't feel like he had 29. He didn't feel like he was really taking over the game. He hit some big shots, but it was clear that there was a lot of hard shots for Jimmy last night. So the defense really did good there. But the switches are something we got to clean up, especially when they're clearly hunting Derek White and we keep giving him that matchup that he's looking for. Uh, Jimmy only made nine. He was nine for 21. So, I mean, <clears throat> he only shot 42.9% from the field, which isn't isn't terrible, but those were a lot of hard shots for sure. Yeah, the... The Heat role players also, again, Caleb Martin starts off fucking six for six. Yeah, yeah. That that was just so deflating. Caleb Jordan, I, you mean? Yeah, exactly. And if he's going to play like that, I was like, we have no shot against these dudes. But they eventually cooled down. Um, Struess didn't have an amazing game. Bam, actually, really quiet game. Uh, he only got seven shots. That's actually surprising. I, I didn't even know that. Um, but it makes sense now that I think about it. Caleb Martin didn't score in the second half. At least he didn't make a field goal. Lowry was horrible. Duncan Robinson couldn't get going. So the Heat are very beatable when they don't play completely out of their minds and make everything they look at. Yeah. Uh, they did make a lot of shots in the first half, like I said, with Martin. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Tatum's game because this was this is another one of those things where it's like 
he plays so bad. He has these turnovers. Even this game, he had five turnovers. He, he had three in the first quarter. And you're just like, do we even like have a chance to win a championship with this guy? And then he comes out in the second half, scores 25, um, pretty much is our whole offense, plays great defense. And now it's like, okay, we should give this guy everything that we can for the rest of his career. The first quarter was a little rough. I mean, he was not it was really so getting rough. it going. He had, I believe, it was like 11.6 rebounds at half. So a lot better than what it actually looked like. He was pretty careless with the ball. A lot of just his turnovers are carelessness. Brown's turnovers are not like just unexplainable passes and decision making. Tatum is more just like not really trying, it looks like sometimes. But Tatum eventually got into a rhythm. He was hitting these insane threes. He had that play against Martin where he bumped into him to create space and then hit a midi in his mouth. That was awesome. He just realized he was a, a man amongst boys out there. The way that he was getting to the rim and using his length to finish um it was really impressive and yeah like you said he he showed that he was worth everything that you're willing to give him because that's what he's capable of and that's why people say he's better than brown because he is his his ceiling is much higher than what not much higher but it's just a step higher a level higher than what brown's ceiling can be so i mean tatum is really really good and we know that he's only 25 so there's still time for him to build as well. This isn't the final form of Tatum, but he looked amazing last night, and he's really how we got the victory. Um, you talked about the Heat players playing poorly, mainly the role players. Our role players didn't play well, great either, and our second star didn't play great. Jalen had a pretty rough game, as well as Brogdon. He's had a rough series in general, and he didn't really show up last night as well. Hopefully we can get some more production out of both of those guys, but if not... We can surely rely on Grant Williams, who played extremely well last night. He had 14 points on 4 of 7 shooting and 4 of 6 from the 3. That's what we needed from Grant. I like to see him out there more, especially with his high school history with Bam. You would think that that brings something to the table in terms of what he knows how to do with Bam. So what did you take away from Grant and the role players last night? Yeah, I think when Grant's shot is falling, he's a super valuable role player. And the reason that he kind of got... Um, taken out of the rotation this season and this playoff run is because he just couldn't make shots and he couldn't make wide open shots. And that's exactly what you need him to do because he's going to be the guy that they leave open. So when he goes four for six from three and you know he's going to give you all the hustle, you know he's going to crash the boards, um, you know he's going to fight and he's going to he's gonna lead, he's going to you know rally the troops. Um, and that's something that the Celtics absolutely need is – a heart guy, another heart guy um, to go along with smart. I think those two are, are really our biggest hustle and in, in fight guys. So I think that's huge to have him on the court, but he has to make shots to stay on the court. And like I said, when he shoots like this, no reason he shouldn't be on the court, but actually kind of leads into a question I have for you. So this stat is kind of going around now. It's getting um, a little bit of, of talk in the media that the Celtics are, 36 and two when they hit at least 40% of their threes and they're 29 and 31 when shooting below that. I just want to know what you make of that. Uh, that's the Joe Missoula game plan. His he's a math based approach and we've known that his goal is to get up somewhere around 30 plus threes a game and they, they live and die by the three. So that's what that is. I mean, that's their whole game plan is they live and die by the three. 
That's what Missoula's looking to do. That's why he started Derek White instead of Rob Will because he was looking to get more shooting in there. And, I mean, that was a good decision last night because Derek White shot the ball well. But I think it pisses Tatum off that Rob Will doesn't start because he's been very vocal about Robert Williams starting in the media. So there's that. But, yeah, that stat is – that's evident. That's the Joe Missoula way of playing basketball is – threes first and offense, 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 lots of shooting. So when I look at this, I think there's a lot of oversimplification of what the Celtics are. And obviously when you shoot 40% from three, you're going to win more games. Um, sure. But I think it's just, it, it's, it's the type of threes that we get that lead to us winning games. In my opinion, like, we're going to shoot the ball well if we have open shots because we are that good of a shooting team and we are that skilled um, in that deep that all our guys can shoot if they're open. But when we're chucking up contested threes, late shot clock threes, threes that are are not off of ball movement, pull up threes, um, and just you know taking bad shots and not generating open looks, like that's when I think the Celtics struggle. It's not just about if they make or miss. To me, it's about um how well they're able to generate shots and i think last night we saw once tatum got going that we were able to generate good shots a lot better because the the heat defense was so drawn towards him he finishes with seven assists um but it honestly easily could have been more than that just because of the way he was drawing in um the heat defense and and kind of allowing other guys to get open looks also one thing i noticed that was a good move by Missoula was Tatum started to slow the ball down a little bit. I don't know if you noticed this, but Missoula yelled at him to speed it up, and he sped it up, which was really good because their speed and their transitional game was really leading to a lot of points and was really tiring Miami out. I was really impressed with the way they were uh, – just their pacing. They tend to go down and really slow it down, and that's when they fall apart because it's clear that they don't really have a set offense. So when you're moving the ball – and pacing the ball well up and down the floor, you can get open shots like they're looking for. Um, you can get those transitional threes that they're looking for. Like you mentioned, the open threes as well. That's easier to do when you're running up the floor rather than yeah. you know stopping, letting the defense get set, and then trying to run up a play, which they don't run up plays, so they're doing a five-out offense, which involves a lot of cutting and <laughs> is really hard to get open threes off of a five-out offense. So... I was impressed with their pace, and I was happy that Joe yelled at them to get faster and stay fast. Um, another thing I noticed was that we made our run when Jalen was on the bench, and Jalen in particular had a really rough game last night. I know the stats look tell you a different story, and granted he did only have one turnover, but it felt like he had a lot more, and he took a lot of bad shots last night. What did you think about T uh, Brown Rather's performance last night? Okay, so I actually don't think he took as many bad shots as he did the game previous. For I sure. think I think he was trying to get himself going and he did like when he miss when he misses a couple shots, he starts to force things and starts to be like, "Okay, I can shoot my way out of it." And he does tend to take a couple bad shots, but to me, last night is just he was just off and that's really concerning because he's been off for this whole series pretty much. Um, I, I'm trying to pull up his stats right now for the series, but he's just, he hasn't looked right. Um, he looks confident. The shots just aren't falling. So we're going to need him to figure that out if the Celtics want to have a chance to win this series. Yeah, he, uh, we were saying at the end of the game, like get some shots up, leave Tatum or Brown in there just so you can see a couple of shots go in. 
because he really needs that momentum, but he ultimately was not hitting many shots at all. I, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. I think it's more injury related than he's letting on or than we realized because he last night something happened and he was holding his hand for a little bit. They cut back to, I believe, game three when him and Bam got tangled up and his shoulder hyperextended a little bit. And then going back to the series before, he's had hand issues. So the ball that he's shooting is completely flat, which is evident. And I'm assuming that has something to do with his hand and shoulder health, which yeah. is a positive thing to know because it's not like he's just bad. It's more of there's a reason for that. Hopefully he can start feeling better soon, though. Well, okay, so I have some concerning Jalen Brown numbers. I didn't I didn't even know they were this bad until I just pulled him up. He is He's like see. three for twenty five from three, right? He's three for twenty five from three for twelve percent. Um he has twelve turnovers in the series. He's thirty for seventy seven from the field for thirty nine percent on seventeen points a game, six rebounds, which is fine, three and a half assists, which is fine. He's four for nine from the foul line. Like what how does that even happen? I don't he might be that's he's probably injured so or uh, injured then. <laughs> Yeah, I I I buy that a little bit, um, but I don't know. I just it, if you're that injured that you can't shoot, then should you be shooting? I yeah, I don't know. I guess it, well, it's like when you say it like that, no, on paper, but you're not. You're kind of li- leaving out some of the facts where it's Jalen Brown, who's our second option, who we need to shoot. You know, so yeah, there's that aspect of it because I mean. Who's going to take up scoring? Because although Smart had an all right game, Brogdon has not been scoring. Smart, you definitely don't want being the number two option on your offense. White played all right, but I don't think he's a can like a liable number two. It has to be Brown. So we do need him to shoot. We need him to make them though, um, and take better shots. I mean, a lot of those, some of those shots were forced for sure. And I think that's yeah. an aspect of it. I'd like to see him get to the rim more, but I mentioned this last night. Brown has a tendency to rush to the center of the paint and then not like just get stopped and not really understand what he's going where he's going or what he's going to do and just jump hang in the air for like five seconds and pass it out so yeah make better decision on that front. he does that he does that like against like like a one-on-three situation where it's like you have no numbers if you're not going to yeah. go to and shoot it then you should just pull it out but that's i think possibly my biggest concern of all the concerns for the Celtics, which we could go through for however long we wanted. But, I mean, if Jalen's going to play this way, it's going to be tough to win because the Heat are a good team and they are going to make shots and they're going to defend and they're going to be good in clutch time. So we're going to need Jalen. I mean, yeah, um, that that's obvious. But I want to go back to, to Coach Joe for a second. So are you almost like – upset not upset maybe that we won but like <laughs> would you rather missoula go regardless of what happens in this series because i'm kind of on on the bandwagon where i'm like i just want a new coach i've seen enough like i don't care if we take the heat to six and lose my th- in a year where the coaching pool isn't as deep as it is right now i'd be all right with him staying but the fact that monty williams nick nurse stock rivers Mike Budenholzer, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, those guys are all available, you know, to be hired right now. 
Yeah. Why not go and get that and maximize the potential of this team right now? That being said, I mean, I don't want them to lose because I'd rather I'd rather us have to live with Joe for a little bit than and sign Jalen and continue on than get swept and potentially trade Jalen and do all this. I like st- stability more. Maybe that's not the right take on this situation, but I mean, I, I'm all right with the idea of really bolstering the roster around him or the coaching staff rather. That being said, yeah. I mean, he's not out of the water yet. He could very easily shit the bed in game five and then, you know, then he's gone or have a bad game six and do the same thing. The thing is, and then also if he wins and they go to the finals, then that's like that's the same boat as Ime. So, I mean, there's got to be something to it. Well, if we win and go to the finals, then I will be convinced. I will eat my words and I'll say Joe's great. Exactly. But I just I'm not truly believing that um that that that's my take as a unbiased nba watcher my take as a celtics fan is the the 3-0 thing the no team in nba history has ever come back from 3-0 um but if there was a team to do it wouldn't you want oh, I'm to in. I'm wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't you think it would be the two seed who has had historically one of the most explosive offenses ever yet one of the most inconsistent offenses ever where it's like they will you know throw away some games but then they're going to go on these streaks where they just don't miss and they can they can win and they can shoot the lights out and no one will have a chance against them like wouldn't it be the team who falls down to to an eight seed (laughs) and then turns it around and starts playing like they should i think if there was ever a team to come back from 3-0 the Celtics have all of the necessary tools to be that team. I agree with you um, because they are, I don't know, this team also not to mention that game gave Vincent really um, hurt his ankle last night and Reggie Miller made a good point, which, you know, he sucks on the broadcast. So um, <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. They made a good point, but he said that, the adrenaline makes the ankle feel fine, but when he's on the airplane tomorrow, as he's going to be feeling that. Gabe Vincent is a really important player and scorer for this Miami Heat team, so if he remains out for an extended period of time and the Celtics get it done at home, then there's a lot of pressure on Miami. I could see it happening, dude. I do feel something special, and you're right. I mean, this is a team with a historical offense who last year with a relatively similar team had a historical defense, so... If anyone can do it, it is the Celtics. That being said, they don't really have a head coach. They just have a guy that kind of <laughs> is there. They have Smart and Horford as head coaches. Yeah, I also think um, really important for Gabe Vincent might be the the biggest understatement you could give it because he has played like a mix between Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, yeah. John Moran. I don't, I don't know. He's just been like Jaw. It is Steph and Dillard, and I said Dillard. Steph and Dame <laughs> Lillard. Um. But yeah, no, this the yeah, I'm I'm like, underestimating. He's just him. been so so huge for them. He's averaging 17. I think you pull up the stats of what all of these role players average during the the playoffs, and they're all, all like at least eight nine points above. Half. Was yeah. Gabe Vincent nine and a half for the season? Gabe, I'm pretty sure Gabe Vincent was nine and a half. Uh, Struess was like eleven and a half. Cody Martin was like eight and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, look the the sprained ankle for Gabe could be pretty significant because 
Right now, he is 58% from the field. Nice. <laughs> 50% from three. Oh. He's missed one foul shot. He's 15 for 16 from the line. He's averaging 17 and a half points. I mean, if, if he starts to struggle, that's a big loss for them. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a uh, yes. Um, okay, anything else on this game before we have some questions about the NBA in general that I want to talk about? But anything yeah. else from this game? No, let's go to the NBA in general. Okay. Um, Woj, this before the Lakers-Denver game, had a tweet saying that the Celtics, after the Celtics go down 3-0, he has a tweet saying that um, the Celtics are down because they couldn't get over the Eme situation. Pretty weird timing. And I know Butsy brought up the Stephen A. Smith uh, comparison about how the Celtics handled the the Eme situation. I just wanted to highlight that we did some digging. I did. I listened to some stuff, did some research. Woj is represented by the same agency as Ime. So there is an intent in Woj's situation to sort of put this narrative out that the Celtics mishandled it in order to get Ime, you know, a better job. I thought it was really shitty that he put that out, saying that the Celtics losing was on Ime when in particular Brogdon has not played well at all and was never coached by Ime. And I think that's a big part of why the Celtics are down as well as players not showing up. I don't think Ime had anything to do with that. And I thought that was a bullshit piece of reporting from Woj. Did you have any thoughts on that situation? Um, I can't speak to the to the BS from Woj. Like, I don't know why he's putting forth that story, what he's heard, what, like, has he talked to the Celtics players? I, I kind of doubt it. Um, but I do kind of buy that story. Like, I think the Ime situation, like, our guys got very close with him. We went to a finals with him. He was clearly an awesome coach for us and an awesome, you know, part of part of our team that got us very far. And I think the players probably got very close and were probably very disappointed to see him go and get suspended especially when there was that much hush-hush about the situation. Maybe even the players didn't exactly know what went on. But, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't care about Woj, but I kind of I side with the story that that is a big reason why we've struggled because, I mean, we're all on the anti-Missoula train, so. Really, I, I think – I don't think that's the reason why we struggled. I think they maybe in the – well, they didn't even struggle in the beginning. I don't know. I, I don't think it's as big of a reason as you would think. I mean, maybe they don't like Missoula and maybe they wish they had Ime, but the Woj's direct, like quote mentioned the exact like the handling of the Ime situation rather than missing Ime. And that's a big difference because how they handled it was not an issue. But um that shouldn't be a reason why like that's definitely that's clearly not the reason why they've been struggling. Um you can argue that yeah, they miss Ime and they're out on Missoula as a reason, but the way that they handled it is not the reason why they're they're struggling right now. And I think that's why it was a bullshit thing to say because it's it's just it's just that's just not accurate. I see what you're saying, um, but you don't think the players were just angry that their beloved coach got fired. I mean, I'm not saying that's a reason that they're struggling, but. I'm sure there was. Why were they angry about that now? <laughs> and like, yeah, why were they playing down in the Miami Heat? That's that's series? fair. 
when because of that if they're angry like that happened so long ago why are they upset about that now you can be out on joe because of his coaching but it's the the fact that his words said ha- the way that the Celtics organization handled it first off implying that they handled it wrong which they did not they handled it the exact way they supposed to they they did an external or an internal investigation by an external company so they hired a third party company that's unbiased to come in and internally investigate the situation they 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 acted based on the findings of that company and then They've been tight-lipped because I'm sure they, by law, they can't talk about it. So what more were they supposed to do? Shams yeah. is the one that reported it was a sexual thing. Yeah, that's that's the crazy part that everyone seems to just pass over. Um, I think you've uh, I think you've convinced me. I was kind of playing devil's yeah, advocate yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I oh, well, that's what pissed me off so much about what Butsy said with Stephen A. Smith is he said that the Celtics leaked it when the Celtics didn't leak anything. It was Shams that reported that it was. Uh, like a sexual misconduct thing with another female coworker, and that that that's the Celtics were tight lipped about it. So that's it's just Stephen A. Smith being wrong, which he always is. Yeah, let's start Stephen A. B. from the Lovecast. That'll be yeah. great for well, us. I think J <laughs> J Reddick will be on our side. Did you see him roast the shit out of Stephen A. That was awesome. I am. What did he roast him for? Because he roast him. I I saw him roast him over the uh, the Lakers Nugget series. Yeah, it was. He just says like you, he was like playing three games at South Dakota or Salem. Oh. Since Salem doesn't mean you know anything. He's like that. Wow, count. that's yeah, it was awesome. Awesome for JJ. Yeah, is um, JJ okay. gonna be a a head coach? God, I, I hope he coaches Philly because that would be a shit show. No offense to JJ, he's a he's a dude. What? We, how is this any different than Steve Nash coming in and coaching the Nets? Um, he has no coaching I think, experience. I, that's true. But You've seen this now more than ever that you need a no, you need a little bit of coaching experience to be it's successful. It's slightly different though because I think JJ has better charisma. He has better connections with the players. He's so young. He's retired, um, you know, so recently. He's gonna go in coaching um, a bunch of guys that he knows probably and that he has good relationships with. So I think I also think JJ has a great basketball mind. And Steve Nash, for as good of a player as he was, was clearly not a good X's and O's guy. Like he just, he just wasn't. So I, I yeah, think JJ be, could be better in that department. To be, to be fair, he had one of the craziest team, craziest coach teams of all, like hardest to coach teams of all time. That he had, he just got thrusted in that as a rookie, which is hard. I mean, that's that's going more to supporting JJ. Uh, I guess, but J- I, I I find it hard to believe that JJ is going to be able to come in without coaching any coaching experience there's more to x's and o's and i know he's a former player which is going to help i I think he'll be a good coach in the future i just think giving him an nba head coaching position right away is not going to be a recipe for success i think he has to do i would i think he would have to you know do some time as an assistant or on the coaching staff work his way up a little bit especially um i agree it would be a shit show in philly but like if we were to as the Celtics, no, we fired, that's a terrible. Fired Joe Maz. That's a terrible idea. You <laughs> fire Joe Maz and you bring no. in a younger, an even younger coach who knows has even less coaching experience. I don't know. Are you serious right now? I, that's ridiculous. Think, that's a terrible idea. I think that's there awful. are are people who are afraid to make changes. I think Joe Missoula was afraid this whole year to make adjustments. I don't think JJ would be that at all. I'm not okay. 
<laughs> he I'm not saying it should happen. I'm saying if it happened, I would I would not be angry. I would give him a chance. Jeez. Okay. Um I would be pissed about that one. I think that's, <laughs> that would be terrible. Um LeBron James at the end of his game does the most LeBron James ever LeBron James thing ever and just puts out at the last question that he might retire. LeBron James is not retiring. I'm just going to say it right now. There's no way that he retires without having that whole farewell season where every single team gives him his flowers at the end, of, like every final home game there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how they do with every major star who retires. So he just put that out there to get leverage against the Lakers to make some moves to make it a championship team. I would be 100% shocked if he ends up retiring there is no way he is retiring this offseason without at least having a farewell season. Your thoughts? I think, to be honest, I don't know if it's to like push the Lakers to make moves as much as it is to like cover up. It was a draw sweep. the story away from the sweep and yep. onto oh my god, LeBron might retire, and it worked like a charm. Like yeah. it, that's why do you, all. Why do they? Why does ESPN and everyone fall for this? <laughs> no, I mean they have to. If LeBron says that, you have to cover it. Like everyone's gonna hear that. Like, but he's but he's the most calculated guy. <laughs> like he's he's also like you know every movie does. Like you know why he makes every move. Well, okay. In that same breath, like I do think he was probably like super tired. Just yeah. realized he's not the same player, and was like, huh, maybe. Maybe I'm not, you know, as good as I thought I was anymore. Maybe I don't have all this gas left in the tank. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't buy that he's retiring at all. I do think though, he he was at least thinking like, okay, I I only got you know a few more seasons left. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that is. He is no way in hell retiring. That's just complete uh, BS. But it's funny that worked and it's going to work all summer this will be the talk of the summer and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the lakers because i think they're going to be in the in the news quite often this summer because they have some changes to be made for sure uh one final thing before we go nikola Jokic is the best player in the nba agree or disagree i agree i think he is right now i i agree um Giannis was mine before and was even through the playoffs, but I think Jokic just does so much more on offense. He's it, it's it's impossible to stop them when they have a supporting cast like this, and Jokic can just um, you know kick out and find guys and dominate scoring when he needs to. And he's also good defensively, like, way better on defense than I thought. That and then he gets credit for, um, and he's an insane screen setter. You can't get around him. You can't get around him for rebounds. He's a great rebounder. So, yeah, I agree. I think um, Giannis is awesome. And last year, I think we were pretty much in unanimous decision that Giannis was still the best player, even though they lost in the second round. Um, I think Jokic just does more for your team overall, even though Giannis is a definitely a superior defender. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Jokic is the best in the world right now. Nuggets are going to win the finals no matter who they play, to be honest with you. Even if they play the Celtics, the Nuggets are winning because they don't have those lapses like the Celtics do, and they will have the best player in the world in his complete prime, Nikola Jokic at 28, which, hey, maybe the Celtics make the finals when Tatum's 28 in his full prime, 
and we're saying that Tatum is the best player in the entire world. And it's very possible that that is the case. So any final thoughts on the NBA before we go? Well, if if we get to that situation where Tatum's 28 and we're in the finals, um, are, is Jalen Brown going to be a part of that? That's going to do here for now. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he will be. I think he will be. I hope he is. I do. I want to see them win a title together. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I think you will be too. I just don't know with this this salary cap stuff. Yeah, what our team look like. To be fair, um, Bill Simmons brought up this morning, like with the CBA rules, um, and the what it looks like when when they have two of those guys on the same team. You can't trade picks that are close for a while. Like you have to trade picks that are like seven plus years out. You have to trade like. Um, you can't take on salary caps. You have to, or change salary caps to salaries rather to fit your salary cap. There's a bunch yeah. of rules and stuff that go into it that um, teams when they don't have, they're going to be giving up almost five hundred bucks and five hundred million dollars in payroll um, to these guys and fifty million a year to both of them. Um, they're going to be pretty limited in what and how they can build around. So they have to maximize this this season and next season for sure. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they even make the finals in that situation. But you could also be talking about uh, Tatum being the best player in the world and Brown being a top 10 player or top 15. And those two together might be a recipe for success. So who's to say? Now we're getting real optimistic. I love it. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. We are. Let's fucking let's cut it before we say something Stephen A. like because <laughs> fuck that guy. All right. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back later, uh, probably around Friday, to recap the celtics hopeful win against the miami heat on thursday as i mentioned as well as tomorrow butsy jordan and zwick are going to be doing an nfl segment on is it the afc east that you're doing nfc east nfc east win totals so stay tuned for that that'll be out tomorrow morning so thank you all for listening we'll be back soon and Shorty, what's up with y'all oh, coming to say you look you're fine we got to cutting it up nobody kidding fuck on my line i'ma keep it up with y'all but shorty i'm trying to make you mine don't make it too easy i want to try she looking too good can't let it go by oh yeah think i won the lotto this little mulatto she could be a model she want to show me some think i won the lotto this little mulatto she could be a model